Welcome to Money Making Conversations. It's the show that shares the secrets of success experienced firsthand by marketing and branding expert Rashawn McDonald. I will know. He's given me advice on many occasions, and in case you didn't notice, I'm not broke. You know he'll be interviewing celebrity CEOs, entrepreneurs, and industry decision makers. It's what he likes to do. It's what he likes to share. Now it's time to hear from my man, Rashawn McDonald. Money Making Conversations. Here we go. Welcome to Money Making Conversations. I'm your host, Rashawn McDonald. I recognize that we all have different definitions of success. For some, it's a sizable paycheck. Mine is helping people wake up and inspiring them to accomplish their goals and live their very best life. These are my passions, and that's what I'm going to do for you on Money Making Conversations. I want you to stop tripping over small challenges and prepare to rise above the bigger obstacles that life will present to you. My next guest, Terrence Wheeler, is a highly respected professional with over 20 years of experience in community relations and philanthropic activities specializing in community outreach and corporate partnerships. His greatest passion is helping enrich the lives of at-risk young people and communities throughout metropolitan Detroit area. Some of his notable charitable events include Back to School Supply Drive, Fenneman Hygiene Campaign, All-Star Give Back Turkey Drive, just to name a few. Mr. Wheeler is often seen speaking and motivating young people in the Detroit area schools with a simple mission to alleviate the non-academic barriers to education. Please welcome to Money Making Conversation, my man, Terrence Wheeler. <laughs> hey, Sean, thanks for having me, man. It's a pleasure, an honor to be here. Hey man, first of all, you know, um, you know, we've been knowing each other years, hadn't seen each other in years, but uh, it's a blessing. Talk about it. Absolutely, man. It, 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 I'm talking about, man, uh, just a long history, and you're one of the brothers, man, that inspire me. Uh, like I want to do for so many other young brothers to not give up. How do you reinvent yourself as a former athlete? Mm-hmm. When I see you, man, I actually see. God moving. I said, well, if he could do it for Rashawn, he could do it for me. I just got to stick with it and trust my purpose and continue to walk in that purpose and never be, never be uh, apologetic about my gift, about my success, be unyielding, unwavering, and committed to doing the best that I can do each and every day. And you do a great job at it and that, and within the community because let's talk about th- this year has, has been the, the most challenging year, I'm sure, for all your charitable efforts, the social unrest, the COVID-19. So let's talk, let's move, step back before you respond. Why was why is this mission of uh, uplifting the community, philanthropic activities important to you and the Detroit community? Well, you know, Rashad, I was a child of poverty, man. I grew up like a lot of young brothers, uh, a mother on drugs, a father that was absent. I spent a total of four hours my entire life with my father, and three of those four hours at his funeral. Mm. And so I was just blessed to have a good grandfather, some uncles, and a hell of a basketball coach that really uh, gave me confidence and saw some ability in me. And I said, Lord, if I'm ever in a position, I want to use that position to help other people, uh, other children who think that they can't make it based on their situation. Because life is not about your conditions, it's your decision-making that determines your destiny. Use some of those things in your community as motivating factors for you to get out of there and come back and save somebody else. And so my mother's drug use made me want to become academically a stellar in terms of academics because I didn't want her to come into the school for any reason of my behavior or mm-hmm. my grades because she was a drug addict. And I grew up in a dope house, man. Uh, where we uh, sold tall ones, values, Ritalin, uh, methadone, all the way up to heroin. Uh, and so I moved with my grandmother at the age of 12 uh, and then things started to turn around because I had more of a stable home environment. Uh, wasn't, you know, our house used to get raided with my mother and things of that nature, evictions. Uh, sometimes you, you're, you're hungry and you're homeless. So 
So you're not thinking about homework. You're thinking about survival. Right. Uh, it wasn't so I went to my grandmother's house where I saw stability. And my grandfather just working hard to, to provide for his family. My grandmother gave me a lot of tools in terms of social skills and how to deal with people. Uh, and so that's why I'm able to do the things I'm doing today, man, because of my grandmother. Well, the, when I met you, you know, that's when you, uh, Derek Coleman, I was with Steve Harvey, was up mm-hmm. in New York. So every time we went up there, we connected, you know, eating some mm-hmm. great Detroit restaurant. Boy, I'll tell you, boy, we <laughs> yes. ate some food up there, Terrence. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> Love that you come up there and eat in Detroit. And also, you know, go shoe shopping. Go shoe shopping. Come on yes. now. <laughs> go, go see the slickers, man. Get you together, man. Go see Walt over at uh, Jack's place, man. You know yeah. the names. You know the names. And, uh, yeah, and that was the fun part of our relationship. But, you know, we was always coming up there where there's a, a broadcast and always talking about what we could do with the turkey drives up there with you guys, man. And, and the Detroit area with the local radio affiliate. So let's talk about first your back to school supply drive. What started that, and how can one help when it next year? Or, or do you, do you do it during the spring, or you just do it during the fall, August month when they're going back to school? I normally do it in August, Rashawn, because man, I'm asking for stuff all year. So I got a kind of targeted month where specific uh, programs is going on. So the back to school rally. It's really an opportunity to bring families together before school start. Uh, you got free haircuts. I also put not just school supplies in a backpack. I put toiletries because Rashawn, some kids are living in shelters. Some kids are living on the couch of uh, friends or family. So we want to make sure they have adult wipes. They got deodorant. They got body wash. You know, all the things that they need so they can start school because no kid wants to come to school not having the tools they need to be successful. We want to encourage kids to receive that translation of education. And you only do that when you feel well-equipped, when you feel well-prepared. Uh, and so we want kids to be prepared, want you to look good, get your hair covered, we're going to feed you. So there's no excuse for you not to go to school. So my job is to alleviate these non-academic barriers to education. And so these programs are started out of pain uh, because young people are talking to me, hey, I need this, Mr. Wheeler, I need that. So your job as an adult is to get those things, close the gap, let this kid just focus on school and not have to worry about the adultification. Uh, I got a program with our energy company. So therefore, we can get in front of the light bill. We can get in front of the gas bill before those winter months. Get that mother or father on a payment plan on some type of program so that lights and gas are not cut off. So this kid's not coming to me at 8 o'clock in the morning. Hey, Mr. Wood, my lights and gas cut off. Now this kid is trying to figure out all day how can he help his mom or his daddy. Let's get in front of Let's be proactive. Let's help young people achieve their goals. You know, it's so true because young people should not have to worry about electricity. I was uh, laughing at my wife. Uh, you know, I live in Atlanta and I live in Houston and they drove back this weekend to to Houston. My daughter drove about seven mm-hmm. of the of the 12 hours to drive back. Mm-hmm. And then my wife, you know, she got up earlier on Sunday morning by 10 o'clock and my daughter was still in bed. And I said, she said, uh, look at her. She's still asleep. I said, baby, first of all, you know, she's a senior in college. She's doing fantastic. She lives in a really good household. She doesn't have to worry about anything. I said, the only reason we get up out of bed, because worry gets us out of bed. You know, thoughts of how to pay a bill or, or how to put food on the table or rent or children or your life. That's what gets us out of bed. Otherwise, we stay in bed, mm-hmm. too. But that's what young people should only have to worry about. They should only worry about academics, worry about dreams, dreaming the impossible and making it come true. And that's why I really appreciate it. But really finally getting you on the show at the time in my life where I'm I feel I'm complete. I feel I'm whole and I can come back into your life and make make be a benefit, you know, being 
an asset mm-hmm. to what you're doing up in the Detroit area. And that's really key when I hear you say, you know, a kid coming to you at eight o'clock morning talking about my, I don't know if I can, I got big, I don't know if my light's going to be on. That should not be a child's word. A child's word should be, you know, what would the baseball score was? What would the football score was? You know, what what, what my grades are going to be in school? What I got to wear? Mm-hmm. That allows them to function normal. If they are not allowed Absolutely. to function normal at a young age, then become a, a very dysfunctional adult. And that's what you're trying to stop. Uh, so let me tell you a quick story, brother. So, you know, right now we're doing, uh, they're doing remote learning. Okay. So we're asking kids, Rashawn, to compete worldwide when they can't connect locally. When kids don't have internet, don't have hotspots, don't have Chromebooks, some kids are in transition. I had a uh, uh, educator call me last week and say, "Hey, I got a kid that's doing the Zoom in the bed." Now, your first thought will be, "This kid is in the bed because he don't want to be seen." No, let's peel the onion back. This kid is in the bed with Sean because they have no furniture. Mm-hmm. The bed is the only furniture he has. So, what I'm going to do uh, tomorrow or Wednesday is I'm going to complete a deal with a furniture place and at least. Get this kid a dinette table. The mm-hmm. dinette table gives them an opportunity to have family dinner. Mm-hmm. You can now sit up. Your posture is better. And you feel like, you know what? I feel good about it. Why are we having kids uh, in conditions that's inhumane? Man, there was a pandemic of poverty, Rashawn, before the coronavirus. My people were suffering. My people were making decisions. Do I buy gas? Do I buy food? How do I survive? Now this pandemic has done nothing but exacerbate what poverty is. And see, one of the things about poverty, it limits access to people that can help you. It's not just all about money. People are forgotten about. In Mm -hmm. particular, River Rouge, Michigan, a a suburb of Detroit. There's more marijuana dispensaries than food options. So therefore, I have to start a mobile food pantry on Wednesdays. But Sean, I have people driving 45 minutes each way, some people, because the need is so great. They're picking up food for themselves and their neighbor. And I'm going to send you a picture of a guy that comes every Wednesday. He's uh, a veteran with a prosthetic leg. He's on a scooter. He's picking up food for him and his neighbor. Another brother comes. He just has a suitcase. I said, man, we're going to fill this suitcase up. You can walk it back to your apartment. It's less judge and more help. People are hungry. And when you're hungry, your brain can't even function at its full capacity because the blood flow is cut off. Your blood, your blood, your glucose is cut off. So now your brain, brain is functioning at half capacity because you're hungry. And when you're hungry, man, that's a, that's a pain sensation. But the food insecurity is a lack of access, lack of resources, lack of economics. So my job is to figure out how do we help the community as a whole. Mm-hmm. Now you help mom and daddy, you can help the kid. Because the kid has this stress that they should not have to your point. Those kids should be able to go to sleep at night, get up in the morning, not worry about being touched in the, in the middle of the night by the stepfather, being evicted, uh, being uh, without lights and gas. Man, you don't have lights and gas in Detroit, brother. That's a problem. Right. You know, Especially with winter coming. Zone. Yeah, winter coming. <laughs> exactly. You know, the, winter uh, coming. It's a cold uh, winter. A lot of people don't realize it gets hot in Detroit too. Now it gets. Oh, yeah. it, it gets hot up there. A lot of people just oh they don't get nope they get hot up there. Get hot in New York, Detroit, hot Chicago. All those numbers yeah. get up there. And human, as you say. And that's you know when I when I think about uh, first of all. 
Terrence, your your passion and your articulation is outstanding, man. And uh, and I'm mad now that this is the first time I've had you on my show. So you <laughs> got to be a regular, man. You you know you might Please, be one man. of my. You know, I always tell people, man. I bring people in my life, Terrence, that, that, that motivate me. You know what I'm saying? I'd be going yes, like, sir. man, I can yes, listen sir. to this brother talk for a minute now. <laughs> man, because, and, and, and Rashad, to your point, man, I, I'm at a space, man, where I just feel like. Four, you get four types of people to come in your life. Those that add, subtract, multiply, mm. divide. I need more addition and multiplication, less subtraction and division because God got me on a flight that I prayed on, Rashad. Mm-hmm. I prayed on this flight to be able to make an indelible impact, to be that guy to say, you know what, Mr. Willie inspired me not to give up. Mm-hmm. He's the reason why I come to school. He supplied my needs. You don't owe me nothing. Give it back to somebody else because so many helped me. I stand on the shoulders of giants. I'm going to tell you a story, man. I was 10 years old. Travel to New Orleans to see my grandfather. I got there on a Wednesday night with Sean. On Thursday night, I went to sleep. This guy was tied up and shot twice. I slept through the whole ordeal. I'm telling you, my life is not in vain. I cannot afford to not do good work. My life has been spared, man. So I got to make sure that I'm every day, how am I helping people? How am I helping people? Because in this life, when we go through a success sometimes in a black community, uh, it's survivor's remorse. Oh, you think you all that? No, no, that's what you think. I just made a different decision. I want my life to be positive. As a former athlete, it's two things I got from basketball. Right. That's discipline and accountability, man. Those two factors are prevalent in my life. If you discipline, you get up at the same a certain time every morning and you consistent, you hold yourself accountable. Because see, bro, real growth is holding yourself accountable. True self-care is I'm allowing myself the grace to make the mistake. I'll get back at it again tomorrow, man. So guys like you, man, inspire me so much, man, that I'm like, damn, Rashawn is. I, I remember Rashawn, 92.3. <laughs> yes. I remember that situation. I remember you going dominating the sea markets, brother, uh, running that now nationally syndicated shows and, and, and movies and everything. And I said, shit, man, I, I just got to make sure I stay in the game. I stay connected to this brother. Somehow, some way, the suits, man, listen, bro. <laughs> I, I was there, man, and I just appreciate your humbleness, brother, but you a bad man, and I'm blessed to have, every time I text you, you hit me back, so yep. I'm blessed to have that connectivity, man, because there's a thing called overflow, brother, I believe in it, and I'm not a preacher in any, any shape or form, brother, but Proverbs 13 and 4, resonates with me is the soul of a lazy man, desires and has nothing. But the soul of a diligent man shall be made rich. I will never be as rich as Bill Gates. But I'm going to be rich in, in love and empathy for my people. Well, you know, that's absolutely the truth. And that's what drives me. Here's, here's the thing that I love listening to you. Because you have your spirit. You have your point of view. And, you know, the thing about it is that let's, let's take everybody on a journey. When we met, you were Derek Coleman, NBA superstar. Mm-hmm. Okay, Syracuse or everybody knows the history of him, Detroit native. And then I was with Steve Harvey and we were building their brand, shaping their brands. You know, yours on a philanthropic side for Derek Coleman. Mine was just on a global media side with Steve as well as philanthropic. Okay, Mm -hmm. fast forward now. And I said at the earlier part of the call, you know, I have my voice. I know exactly who Rashawn McDonald is. I know exactly what I'm trying to do. I know my relationships. All of them are very good. My relationships in the past have been very good. When I hear you talk, 
I hear a clean point of view about what you want to do for the people from your point of view. And there's nobody stopping you because a lot of times when you work with other people, you got to go, what do you want to do? What do you want to do? And it's not your vision that you're shaping. You're shaping their vision. Their vision and action may not move at the pace that you want it to move. And I'm hearing an indomitable, an indomitable pace of, of I can get it down now. I got the relationships. How did it get to this point in your life, Terrence? Man, I, I, I remember, Rashawn, man, I was getting ready to play uh, an AAU championship 10 and under against B.J. Armstrong. Mm-hmm. My grandmother said something to me. I didn't realize what she was saying at that particular moment. She gave me some money to catch the bus. And she says, you're going to do something great with people. And I love mm. my grandmother so much. I just, okay, grandma, man, fast forward some 10 or 15 years ago, I'm speaking to kids and the light bulb went off. My grandmother had prophesied over my life. And she said, you're going to do this. All the things she said I was going to do, I have done. I grew up in a dope house. To be able to walk from the dope house to now walk the halls of the White House with Obama and that whole, that, that whole, that whole movement. I know how proud she would have been to sacrifice. Uh, and, and so for me, I just said, man, I know my space because I remember, man, when I first moved back to Detroit from Arizona, 1999, I was calling some of these mentor groups, Rashawn. I was calling 100 Black Men. Mm-hmm. I was calling Urban League. I'm like, I want to just come be a part of it. Let me help. And to this day, brother, they never called me back. So 20 years later, they never called me. But what God did is he forced me to do my own thing. He said, you got it. You got good relationships. You up the people. You from there. You, you, you know what with these kids, I can build relationships with kids. But Sean, if you talk to a kid five days a week in school, right? Mm-hmm. That's four weeks. That's 20 contacts you've made with that kid. Over a five-month period, that's 100 contacts. You and that kid got a relationship. It's that simple. Hi, how you doing, Rashawn? Hey, man, how was your week here, Rashawn? Mm-hmm. What's up with, your, what's up with your, your essay? All of a sudden, now Rashawn knows you're pouring into him. You're asking questions. You're not just yelling at Rashawn, pull your pants up. I tell you this, man, if you raise their dreams and raise their aspirations, Rashawn will raise his pants because yes. Rashawn wants to make you proud. Yes. Every, I've never met a young kid to say, Mr. Wheeler, I want to be a failure. They are failing because adults have failed them. And I don't want to be that adult, brother. I don't want to be that adult when they can't trust me. If I tell you I'm going to be here, I'm going to be here unless God calls me home. If I tell you I'm going to be there at 9 o'clock, I'm going to be there at 830 because you depended on me. I do not want to disappoint these young people. And that's key. That's key. I, I've learned that, especially kids who have known rejection or disappointment all their lives. What you cannot yeah. do is like make a solo appearance and expect them to respect you because they're used to that. They used to mm-hmm. they used to love ones doing them like that. They used to parents doing them like that. They used to people just dropping off stuff and going, see you later. They 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 they, they don't that is nothing loyal about that relationship. So they will they will they will battle you. They will fight you. They will fight change. They will fight, they won't respect the process. And so we talked about the back to school supply drive, which is outstanding every August. And then now we have the hygiene campaign. I have six sisters, so so this is uh, something I'm very familiar with from a, from a just by just living with six sisters and the importance of hygiene and I talked to my daughter about it all the time as well letting her know and she knows but you always let them know how important it is to from a working standpoint from a relationship standpoint from a social standpoint how important your hygienes are to you talk about the hygiene campaign man I was I was getting ready I was preparing for my annual turkey drive mm-hmm. and I'm in the school and I'm talking I see a young lady in the corner and she's crying and I go to her, hey, what's going on? She's like, I'm a school, I'm on my period. I don't have any pads or pain liners. 
So right then, I, I was mad at myself when she told me this. I said, what? You don't have what you need? I was pissed because I said, how did I fail not to start this program? How do I not, how, I'm, I'm so in tune, but I'm not in tune because I missed this. So I started talking to her. I said, we're going to give what you need. From that day forward, brother, I started a female hygiene campaign where we collect uh, feminine products for young ladies, put them in the school. So now these young ladies can go see Miss Johnson, go, go see Miss Tony, whoever they need to go see discreetly. And education is never disrupted. What happens, man, when those young ladies are on that cycle and they don't come to school or they come to school, uh, when they come to school not knowing when it's going to happen, uh, so, okay, now it happens. So now kids are talking about you. Your right. body's shamed. Right. Now you're not coming to school. Now that leads to chronic absenteeism. Michigan is top 10 in the country on human trafficking. If we lose those kids to the streets, sometimes they never come back. Mm-hmm. So I want to make sure that we alleviate that barrier uh, to education. And it's just something simple, man. When I'm going to the hotels, brother, I just came back from a trip. I get all, I, I order, I get extra lotion and, 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 and body wash and put it in my backpack and bring it back home because I know I'm running to a kid that's going to need this stuff. Right. It's not judgment. It's helping these young people, loving them past their pain, loving them past the mistake uh, because these kids have been on earth 200 months. They don't know enough for Sean. They don't know all the, they don't have all the wisdom. They're trying to survive. And they just know that when they walk through the school building that, this is a place of love and empathy, and mm-hmm. you've done your job. If a kid gets to school, brother, they've done their job. Yes. The rest is on these adults. If these adults don't do their job, they need to get out the way and get somebody in there who's going to love this kid and see this kid cross the finish line. Every kid needs a champion, but every kid doesn't have a champion. Well, you are one, Terrence Wheeler. I'm talking to Terrence Wheeler out of the Detroit area. been knowing him a long time. And... The thing about our relationship, whenever he wanted me to post something, whenever he wanted me to do something for him, I responded back to him. You know, he'll tell you the truth now. I don't care. I never was too big not to respond back to his emails. And I only have one phone number, 213. <laughs> I only got one phone number my whole life. When they started selling cell phones, yeah. I got my cell phone number and I've never changed it, Terrence. Okay. And so, and, 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 and so, so the final program of, of many programs, and we're just talking about three of them on this show, is the All Star Give Back Turkey Drive. We all know when you said turkey drive, got to be in November. Because I'm telling you something, man, when Steve Harvey and I used to give out them turkeys, black people wanted them turkeys, brother. Them frozen turkeys, man. (laughs) You want to make a black person happy? Give them a turkey, brother. Give them a turkey. Yes, 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 yes. True, man. um, So when I was, I made my mother uh, back in her days of addiction uh, in the food supply line, man, I focused hope. And I said, ah, one day I'm going to be able to give back turkeys. Uh, And so... Me and Derek Coleman, we started, man, with 200 turkeys 22 years ago. Absolutely. And now we're doing 5,000 turkeys with all the trimmings, Rashawn. We're talking about we got, uh, they get two canned goods, a box of mac and cheese, stovetop dressing, and jiffy mix, and a 12 to 15-pound bird. But what we've done is also uh, revamped it a little bit. So now I've got health and human services. Because once again, those same people who are in line for a turkey may need some assistance with their utility bill may need some assistance with their uh, renters' assistance. And so we have those agencies there as well. So now it's a full wraparound services, provide some reprieve for those families, man. And so it's just one of the best days of my life when I have just to see a family come in with so much despair and hopeless. And we give them a good word, Matthew 25 and 35, for I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. Real simple. This is by far, if I can say it humbly, 
the best turkey drive in the country. Okay, I mean, okay, 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 okay. Now, 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 I gave out some turkeys now, Terrence. Now, you, you yeah, talking about you, you out did me, man? Come on, let's, 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 let's back this up, Mr. Wheeler and Mr. Coleman. <laughs> Mr. Wheeler, I'm going to call y'all by your last name, okay? DC and TW, okay? <laughs> because you're about to make me make a donation here, brother. I'm popping up in my man. chair. The Terrence Wheeler, man, DC, turkey, all star turkey love, giveaway man. in November. Now, okay, you know, now. We're going to go back. We're going to go back for Sean. I'm talking about Raver. Five, four, three, two, one. Auntie Raver. Yes. Domino party, baby. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> and so, and so, because I, because, uh, tell everybody about it again. Slow it down. It's in the Detroit okay. area. Okay, it's, it's called the All Star Give Back Turkey Drive. My boy That's Derek Coleman been doing it for twenty two mm-hmm. years. I swear to you, DC, he's six nine and a half, coolest <laughs> young brother I ever met in my life. I, that's how I met him. That's how I met Terrence. Yeah. Right yeah. there, you know. And they were always about the cause. They were always about being entrepreneurs. They were always about the community. Because I always tell people, you can't have a customer. They're, they're just helping customers. There's future customers, future large, future branding, future, future taxpayers. That's what help. That's what happens. If you help people in the community, and that's what I don't understand. Racism. If racism just stop, then this country would be even better. Because guess what? The community would be better. If the community is better, that means we have more better qualified workers. That means we have better qualified taxpayers. We have better qualified cities. And that's where racism stops. And that's what mm-hmm. you're battling and what you're changing. And so the All Star Turkey Drive. Get back turkey drive starts when? It's uh, it's always it's always that Tuesday before Thanksgiving. It's Ooh. called the All Star Give Back because every person is an All Star from the janitor to the CEO. I'm talking about man. You got we got whites, we got blacks, we got Mexicans, we got uh, Asians, mm-hmm. young and old in line. We're not here to judge anybody. We're here to serve, uh, and and that's the key is serving people and saying, listen, tomorrow's gonna be a better day. Uh, you can make it, giving them some hope. Letting them know they can conquer adversity. Refuse to be average. Average is a bad word. Average means you're the top or the bottom. Mediocrity is a bad word. Let's be great. Let's be phenomenal. I believe in you. Those people leave us feeling better about themselves. I hate when people go places and they're giving away something free. They ask you a litany of questions. They don't know where you're from. Man, poverty has no zip code, Rashad. No, I don't care not. where you work at. I don't care where you, where you live at, man. Listen. We have enough resources in this country to feed the poor. We just can't satisfy the rich. Yes. Now, now let's talk about this. First of all, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm going to make a thousand dollar donation to, to the All Star Give Back Turkey Drive. Going to make that. That's a lot of turkeys right there. That's a lot of turkey. Yes, sir. I, yes, sir. I, I've done the turkey drive. I know what a thousand dollars will do for you. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> so, 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 so when we hang up, I'm gonna I'm I'm give you my email address so you can send me the okay. W nine, and I'm gonna process okay. that check, get it to you. But fine time, you know, won't be look, won't be yes, called. Sir. You know me, man. You ain't called Rashawn. Where that money yes, at, brother? Where that money? Yes. That brother just fronted me on on the radio show, his podcast show, <laughs> playing me, like me in DC. I didn't be. You ain't gonna get what, what you ain't gonna do to me, Terrence. I ain't gonna land in Detroit be looking on my my show. <laughs> that's right. That's right. And so, and so, because these campaigns and the, your passion, the, the energy, the back to school drive, the hygiene campaign, the All Star Give Back Turkey Drive, just to change lives, it all happens in the city of Detroit. And it's, all, and it's not a campaign tied to cover color. It's a campaign tied to people who need help. And like you said, everybody's an All Star. 
And that's why that title right there, all-stars, not needy people. These are all-stars. These people, like I said earlier, these are people who work. These people who have families. These are taxpaying people. These are the people who are underserved when it came to the pandemic hit it. The pandemic, which is COVID-19 and the CARES Act didn't come through. Now this whole struggle, they really need us. That's why I'm making this $1,000 donation to you. Because right now, you know, they they suspending evictions to the 31st. You know, the $300 check that they were passing out, that ended weeks ago. And so and now they're still sitting around debating if they're going to renew another CARES Act campaign. So I'm, I'm going to help as, as much as I can. And I, you do it on a daily basis. This is your mission. And Terrence, I just, I'm proud of you, brother. I, I, and again, I will be bringing you back on the show in November. OK, Thank that, you, sir. probably, probably that, that week before the Tuesday you give away, we're going we're gonna to come back on the air. OK, we're gonna, and uh, okay. we'll come back on the air, man. And I promise you, brother, what I say is, is the truth, because I just love your tone and uh, and I just love how you've grown, man, as a spokesperson. Uh, your, your, your articulation is like on it's fire. It ain't, it ain't, on, ain't mm-hmm. on. It was always on. But now it's fire. You know what I'm saying? And because you, you got a legacy. See, if you you see back then, you were still like putting everything together, which was really yeah. great. But now, man, you got a history walking up to people. People know your your resume. I always tell people when your hype and the things you you written down meet each other, then guess what? You're now living the life that you're supposed to live. And that's what you're doing right now, Terrence Wheeler. Man, thank you so much, Rashawn. Man, it, it, it's uh, nothing but love, man. When I, when, I, when I see the things you're doing, man, I. I say every time I'm, I'm watching a rerun on BET or something, man, he comes across the screen, man, it just fills my heart with joy because you never, you never like, you know, was too big or never not had enough time to give a word. Man, I was talking to my good friend, my my my, my middle school buddy, uh, Monty. You mm-hmm. know, so when Tayon was popping off and, and and just that whole mentorship that you gave him, man, uh, it, it's just we need older brothers who are not afraid to pour into us because. You know, that's how that's how legacy starts. That's how generational wealth starts. That's how we keep this chain going when we have a person of wisdom to give it to a young person. Now, I'll give it to somebody else. Right. You got a rope. I got a ladder. Let's go, man. Let's help people. Uh, and, and so, man, I, I'm just uh, I'm just honored, man, to be sitting here, man, talking to you, brother, because uh, I know you know a lot of people. A lot of people could be on this show. And I'm just a small vessel. Honored and humbled to be here, brother. Well, brother, uh, you know you're always up every time you everything you're up for a campaign. You know I'll be voting. I'll be voting for you. I'll be voting for you. <laughs> you know I'll be like he, he sent me a link. Oh, don't worry about me, brother. You saw my dog vote for TW. I'm gonna do my thing. And uh, yes, and by sir, the way, Tayon is sending me one of these. I saw he was on uh, LinkedIn. He had, we had his coat, and I saw a coat, and I texted him to Tayon. I need that blue coat right there. So yes, for yes. either this week or next week, I'm getting the coat from Tayon because I've been I've been mentoring him, man. He got back into my life in February, man. February, I flew down to flew to Las Vegas, and I, mm-hmm. on, on me, he said, "Man, you really came." I said, "Bro, you asked me to come." Yes, yeah, man. And, and I guess yeah. I, that's the things I do, man. Terrence, I just do them, man. And you know, he asked know. me to come. You know, wasn't no no, no airline. Man, how much you gonna cost? I showed up, yeah. spent all day with him, gave him some advice, and I just left. He said, "Wow." Yeah. That's how it yeah, is. Man. That's, yeah, you yeah, asked that, that, that advice that, that that you have, man, because you have been, you know, in so many circles mm-hmm. and you've seen so much, you know, and, and so now those mistakes we don't have to make because okay, well, Sean can give us a pointer on, hey, man, go this way. Now you, I'm telling you where to go. You, you're it's your choice, but you have that wisdom, that knowledge that you pass on the young brothers, and so we're gonna receive it. 
uh, and try to multiply it in somebody else's life, man. Uh, yeah, Monty's my, my guy. I've been on Monty since like sixth grade, man. Yeah. My guy. <laughs> yeah. Tell you, when you hang up this call and say, Monty, Rashawn said you are sending yeah. one of those Tayon Blue coach to him. He going to say, yep, 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 yep. I, he told me, I'm going to give it to you the calls. That's whatever, brother. Yeah. But what I don't yeah, do, yeah, yeah. I don't take free. I don't take free. Yeah. I always say, I'm yeah. gonna, I'll put that, drop that check in the mail. So it's coming your way. But that's the beauty of, you know, why I try to live my life, Terrence. And like I said, man, you know, don't hang up the phone. I'm about to wrap the interview up. Okay. Don't hang up because I want to get you, give my email address because I'm going to send you a thousand dollars for the all-star give back Turkey drive. And we're going to bring you on and, interview you the week before that so you can update us on everything so we can make sure and just do a recap of what you have planning and and uh, i'm in your life now brother okay thank you man i appreciate it well i always been in your life but i'm really in your life i don't know if that's good or bad because yeah. now you're no, hearing my voice great, now. no 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 that's what it is that's, that means that this thing about to we're about to elevate that's what that means elevation brother yeah. <laughs> yeah, i'm from a from a former basketball player to a guy who can't dunk elevation is a good conversation because that's something i could not yeah. do <laughs> your, your, your elevate in terms of your knowledge man your wisdom uh resources man uh I just know that it's now a perfect time to be on that flight with you, man. I'm about to do uh, so. I got a special coming on uh, on Kelly Clarkson's show, brother. Uh, October 26th. She's gonna highlight some of the things we've done in the community. Hey, man, that's my girl, COVID. brother. Off air, yeah, yeah, so off air, that's my girl. That whole Alex yeah. Duda, the executive producer. Yeah. That's my that's my best friend. Okay, I'm gonna tell okay. you how this, this okay. thing circled. At a, uh, last last November, I, I I surprised the whole Kelly Clarkson staff, including Kelly Clarkson, with a homemade breakfast spread. You know, just oh, she was stunned. She she couldn't believe yeah. it. You know, so that whole crew, man, know me. I, I, that whole crew up there. So so what you're doing, man, whoever the producer is, just let them know you, Rashawn Boyd. They already take okay. care of you, man. But uh, yeah. again, these are the things how everything comes back and it connects. Because but somehow I do know a lot of people, Terrence. And a lot of people don't. Yeah, know. man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, there. For yeah. more Money Making Conversations interviews, please go to moneymakingconversations.com. I'm Rashawn McDonald. I'm your host. <laughs>